This is fucking weird. It's going to be fucking weird. Should we do a clap sync just to make ourselves feel more comfortable? I don't think so. We could. I never do the clap syncs anyways. I know. You don't. So you just sit there and fucking do really nothing. I think really it would be thank you, but also hurtful. Do you... There's a low-key amazing joke in the playthroughs coming out that I think is, like, related to this. Okay. <laughs> but oh. low-key doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, because Zoe messaged me today being like, do you want me to take that out? And I was like... No. no. Leave it in. You know, you could always spin that differently. You could spin that as McCoy does all the work. Yeah. Instead of, like, you do none of the work. You could give me credit instead of taking credit away from you. Okay. Yeah. But I think it's kind of a point of pride for you. But I think we should stop talking about this because no one wants what knows what we're talking about. Yeah. So I think, like, if you want to know what we're talking about, you have to watch all of the Burnt House Lane playthroughs because I don't remember which one it's in. And I think there's, like, roughly 12 hours so far. So good luck finding the joke. Yeah, and then connecting it back to this, there's really just no chance. Yeah, there's no chance. we should cut this out. Yep, Listen, this is, is going to be a strange episode because of many factors. One. It's just us. It's just us. I was just, actually, this is McCoy over the uh, the other person's McCoy, and I'm Elena. That's right. And usually there are more people here who that's have right. like a better idea of what's going on and do the intros and things. Well, we are not them. Well, that's true, and that's not really what I was going to talk about. What I was going to talk about is that I noticed that the fucking the door is open to the fucking furnace room. Do you need to deal with that? Well, what if people can hear okay, the how furnace? How about this? You get up and deal with that, and, and I'll, I'll say the intro. Oh, you'll say the intro? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you just yeah. go do it. Fuck right. it. This is this is informal. This is the Tyranny of Thumb Gaming Podcast, a podcast where we play a game together each week and then we talk about it. We are here, just the two of us today, because we, as a full crew, are in the process of playing Burn House Lane, the wildest, scariest game we've played in a very long time. True. And we're doing that, and we had some great playthroughs, and so McCoy and I are filling this week by recording a side quest podcast about a game that we've been playing, just the two of us, called... Phoenix, Phoenix Point. Phoenix Point. Yeah. Which is a sort of XCOM-like. It's actually made by at least one of, they've marketed as such, the people from the original XCOM. And uh, if you haven't played XCOM, I mean, jeez, you, you should play yeah, XCOM. Yeah, get your lives My together. My God, one, not two. I mean, two got better, but really- One was where it was at. One was where it was at, and I think would still be if you haven't played that sort of thing. Um, I agree. So yeah, one is is dope. One's fire. I kind of one the like the original one was one of the first games that I played and like really loved. Yeah. Like by myself, I played it by myself, and I was like, "This is awesome." I played a video game. And a lot of people love that game. Like I recall, so many people in college loving that game. Yeah. It's just a really good turn-based sort of tactical strategy game. Um, it creates just like really amazing storylines to and like attachment to people in this like seemingly random world and like that are doing out crazy stuff. I don't know. It's just it's great. Um. Yeah, and so this is like its spiritual, I'm going to say the word predecessor, which is the opposite of the word that Successor. I want. Successor. Yeah. Um, because the people who made XCOM, or the studio who made XCOM is now off making Marvel's Midnight Suns. Sun? Is it plural? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Apparently it's bad. So well, we didn't on. play that. Hold on. Okay. Not apparently it's bad. Apparently it's cringe. Um. And potentially even bad cringe. And, and like also the story. Not XCOM. Yeah, but apparently the combat system is pretty cool. And I would just give a shout for that game if you're interested in this sort of thing, because apparently that is like a almost deck builder. I think it's more than almost like an XCOM deck builder combo where your superheroes have these like deck abilities that you like draw your hand and you right. can use them. Um, and it was really interesting. We were watching something 
th- about that game before it came out where they were basically saying like because you know XCOM is famous for its percentage chance to hit you know chance you mm-hmm. miss chance you hit 70 percent oh my god i missed that 70 percent shot it's right next to you know all that shit so it's famous for that and they were like you know superheroes don't really miss so what do we do and so what they did is they added in cards to have sort of the flow of battle be more organic and that's kind of the randomness is sometimes you don't get the cards you want but you can always hit the superpowers you're doing so that's marvel midnight suns which we did not play i played a bit of it i will go through like i don't know i want to say the (sighs) word less than an hour before you had to quit because the banter was so cringe yeah and like you know i'm not the best arbiter for cringe is it good is it bad but i can just say like i would say that you have a very low tolerance for cringe yeah but like i would also say if you can trust my reviewer faculties in an area i'm not comfortable with it felt like poorly written cringe Mm -hmm. which then like i mean i at least from my personal standpoint i can't really imagine something worse than that (laughs) like like i already hate cringe right but then like you take fucking poorly written cringe like isn't cringe supposed to have like a grain of beauty to its i don't know it was terrible um and it's just people quipping all over the place and it made me want to smash things um but the combat was interesting and the graphics were cool and the aesthetic was like just interesting and so it was a cool game but the reason why i was playing it though is because i was looking for an xcom game you know what i mean yeah i feel like ever since xcom we've chased the next xcom and there was like that what was that mario rabbits game yeah rabbits 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 i mean i think it might be that Mario that was apparently rabbits. i didn't play it you played that but it was apparently sort of like xcom e but like still not xcom yeah and, and so i think sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say like it's it's interesting to think about it because all the different games have had their own approach as to like right. what you do with the randomness and what you do with cover half cover this that the other what you do with abilities it's been interesting to watch and nintendo of all people got in on the xcom craze and made mm-hmm. like a really like kind and made apparently a good version. I think people really like that game. That's right. But I feel like also like all the other XCOM-esque games have been like, how do we make ourselves different from XCOM? Which actually is not what I wanted. What I wanted was just XCOM. And, and I so think- I feel like this game, when you yeah. you were playing this by yourself, and then I kind of like came and sat down, and I was like, this is XCOM. Like, this is the most XCOM game that I have seen. And I was instantly drawn to that. Yeah. And they evolved on it. Like everyone did. Yeah. But, I mean, you remember playing XCOM 2 when it first came out? Yeah. And it was just so bad. It wasn't... Yeah, it just wasn't as good. And they kind of, like, tinkered with some things and fucked with some things. And they made the combat, like, really fucking hard, I think is what I remember. But, like, not hard. Like, ooh, it's so fun. It's difficult. But, like, unreasonably hard. Like... Mm-hmm. unwinnable like just like it was well, like there were these giant had... fucking creatures you know, it was like giant yeah. creatures that would just laser beam you down and kill everybody and it was just like it didn't feel good it yeah. didn't feel like oh i'm overcoming a challenge it felt like oh this is just not fair yeah so there was that and then there was it also launched in not a great state i remember there's a bunch of mods that were like fixing basic stuff about the game like you know like i want to say like animations and stuff that were yeah, i don't too remember slow that part or... so much but i believe it but but and a lot of things were timed. I remember that about XCOM That's what too. I was going to say. Is that they they had all those timed, timed missions. Yeah, turn so like, time missions. You have five timers to do. Because, okay, because basically, all right, if you haven't played XCOM, then spoilers for the gameplay of XCOM. Um, but at some point in time, you realize that you can kind of like I what I would call Overwatch crawl, which is where in those types of games, you can move half your movement 
and then still Overwatch. And Overwatch mm-hmm. is this uh, ability where you can just you essentially like wait for someone else to move, and if they move out of their cover, then you get to shoot on their turn. So you can't shoot them right now because they're in cover or you don't have a line of sight to them. But if they move into your line of sight, you're going to get a sort of reaction shot. And so basically you can run your full movement, but then you use up all your action points or you can run half your movement in Overwatch. And so basically Overwatch crawling is just like all your pieces move half their movement in Overwatch. Yeah, I feel like in XCOM 1, that became the strat. Like it was so overpowered good to just be like, I move a little bit and I just Overwatch everybody and we sit here and like anything that walks out of cover, we just annihilate. Yes. And that became very powerful. And so it is really powerful. And it's an interesting game design conversation that all these designers always have, right? Because if you're just doing one thing, they would claim that that is bad. And maybe. I would certainly say that when I played XCOM 1 and I was Overwatch calling, I had a fuck ton of fun doing that. I mean, you felt very powerful. Very powerful. I remember feeling like very good about myself, my strategical play, and my squad. I was like, yeah, we're fucking owning people. So, you know, listen, I mean, that was kind of nice. But so there was that. Um... And then basically, like, they, everyone has tried to figure out, like, what to do with Overwatch crawling mm-hmm. and what to do with the other thing about XCOM, the original, that was, like, super meme was just, like, you know, you think you should hit a 70% shot 100% of the time because it feels like you should. Right. And so when you miss a 70% shot, it hurts. You miss an 80% shot, it hurts. You miss a 90% shot, it hurts. And also, there was, like, definitely something to do with view models and stuff like that. So, like, you'd be, like, right next to someone. You'd just be whiffing right in their I face. I do remember and, like, that. Like, you would take, like yeah, that. you took, like, a point blank shot and you would not miss. You would you would miss it and that felt wrong. And so every, everybody's been doing shit like that, trying to figure it out. And so Bart Rabbits did an interesting stuff where they, like, I think the chances were only, like, in 25% increments. Like, 25% chance to hit, 50% to 75% chance to and 100% chance to hit. And a lot of games have been messing around with how do I, can I do this formula with 100% chance to hit? Is that just a more satisfying thing for the player? Mm-hmm. What's really interesting is I've played a lot of XCOM-like games where a lot of people have tried to solve the problems of XCOM 1. And I can tell you, XCOM 1 was more fun than all that shit, yeah. to be honest. Um, and it just shows you that I think humans do do love managing randomness maybe or like trying to manage chaos like i remember in xcom it'd be like all right i have to hit this guy one more time Mm -hmm. and i have three people so the first guy who probably has the easiest shot is going to take that and if they miss then this guy's got to do something and if they miss we like are in trouble i remember so many shots where it was like it's a 40 percent shot and that is that is the whole mission is hanging on whether i hit this or don't hit this and I think that's where the story of your characters in that game really comes from. Is right. I I swear, and I've never looked at an analysis of this, but it felt like in XCOP 1 they had this just absolutely like magical element to their coding. Like there was almost like a lying of the percentages. Yeah, where- you, this was our theory back in the day. You and I have a theory about the like the back coding of XCOM, which is that they lied to you about the percentages and they would give you like one character yeah who was like truly just better was like yeah. hitting more shots and like some characters yeah. were hitting less shots to create the like narrative in your mind because you did become like very attached to these people and like assign them characteristics sort of of like yeah. oh yeah like this lady's a killer like i know you had like a battle medic right like well yeah like we we had like people who we still remember and that game came out forever ago we played that in college that was like what like 10 years ago yeah 
Um, well, so what happened yeah. was, I remember the story. I remember the fucking story of mm-hmm. like what made that character amazing. And keep in mind, there's a story of this game, but it's very light. Um, I mean, but but the story is the one you write yourselves. And so what happened was, it was one of my early missions, and so that game you had this like roster of characters that you would you would keep getting new recruits, and you'd be leveling up, and when you would be at the end of missions people would be hurt and you have to like chill like wait them out keep them in the infirmary heal them up so they were kind of like forcing you to have a b team you have an a team and they're killers they have a ton of experience they hit a bunch of shots they're feeling great and then there's kind of like the b team and you have to think about do you send the whole b team out on a mission knowing that they may it may be over their head and they may get kind of fucked up um or do you send them out like a couple of rookies at a time to train with the big boys like what do you do mm-hmm. and so I remember I had this newly recruited person that had like, that just was, to me, I was already preparing to be the best. I remember they were the Japanese sniper, I want to say, or maybe Mm -hmm. a Japanese assault rifle person. And they just, it's like randomly they come out of the game, right? But they're like, they just look militaristic, clean cut. Like they just look like this person is going to hit beautiful shots Mm -hmm. with excellent technique. And I'm excited about that in my head. So, um... I send them out on a mission and the first thing that happens is they walk like 10 feet one direction and walk into like seven guys and just instantly get massacred. Like it is just like the most 180 of like what my expectations mm-hmm. were. And I was playing the game that like if you wipe everyone, if everyone in your whole party dies, you're allowed to reload. But if one person dies, mm-hmm. you just have to live with the consequences you ask yourself the question mm-hmm. you know if it's your main character i don't know but if it's not and so basically i was just like this guy instantaneously just walks in over his head and gets shot i think he had like one good mission before and he actually was hitting a bunch of shots i was really proud of him and i gave him a new gun maybe and he's just like totally set up and along with him was this new recruit this medic lady that had so far been fine unimpressive mm-hmm. but she's a medic she's not like a combat specialist she's a medic um but she has an assault rifle and she has to shoot people because goddamn, there's aliens everywhere and so okay and so i was training her and i was like well i mean if your star assault rifle guy is in fucking trouble this is the moment for a medic to either sink or swim like this is the moment where she has to go out there and she has to fucking do something so i sent her out there to go get this fight guy fucking back and she had to hit like three amazing shots in a mm-hmm. row. And she ki- she just absolutely floored every alien. Like she just, she rose to the pressure in such an unbelievable way. And she ended up being by far my best character, not even close. And from the medic role was my best fighter, was just owning everyone. I'm telling you for like, 30 missions she was just top scoreboard top kills always clutch like hitting stuff that just you knew no one else could hit and you just believed her to hit it and so she became my main character and that game does have a concept of a main character um if you get far enough in the story you have to choose someone to sort of be your main character and she owned it like Mm -hmm. earned it and you're just looking at a game with like tiles on the board where they take percentage shots and you're like how did i create this narrative but she never disappointed i swear to god i mean maybe like a little bit but it felt like every 70 percent for her was like a 98 so anyways that's that um 
Yeah, so I feel like that's, I mean, I don't know that I really believe that they have some, like, backcoding secret stuff going on in XCOM, but it felt like they did. And that's how you had these, like, amazing connections to your characters. But basically, I feel like we've talked about XCOM, like, maybe, we're going to talk about it more, probably, during this. But we obviously loved XCOM. Great game. Really liked it. We like that. I like that style of game a lot. um, That, like, tactical combat sort of turn-based thing. Mm. And... We just hadn't been able to, like, find... There hadn't been another one, really. Like, XCOM 2 was okay, but then there's, like, this long drive spell, and then this okay. came out. Fair. And, okay. But I want to get one more shout in there. Okay. For... Oh, what's that game called? With the Mutant people that look Year like... Zero. Yes. Okay. Good, good call. Okay. Good Because shout. that was the one XCOM game we have played since then, if you don't count War Tales, which recently is kind of XCOM adjacent, but very different. I don't think different. War Tales is XCOM. The combat's XCOM. Uh, is it, though? Not entirely. It's more I don't know. I don't want to argue about it, but, like, I don't know. War Tales doesn't, like, hit an XCOM level, like, vibe for me. Really Maybe it's because it's not Aliens. didn't feel like we were arguing, but... <laughs> Sorry, I was, I, was gonna, I was going to argue. <laughs> I guess you just didn't want to start arguing. Um... But yeah, dude, so Mutant Year Zero, mm-hmm. if you go look at a trailer for that game, it's fucking nuts because it's like these animal creatures Yeah, the in this art wasteland. Style, I think the art style is really cool. Like, I think that the weird animal mutant people, I don't know how to better say that, are, I think they're cool. It has a really, like, interesting trailer. That's, yes. This makes you look like, what the fuck is this? And uh, it's got a lot of style, but it's very fucking weird. And I will just say, having played that, that actually might be the best Xbox game in existence right mm-hmm. now in my opinion i i thought that game every time i talk about it, it makes me want to cry because i know i know they didn't they were not commercially that successful yeah and yet it is like by far and away so fucking good like yeah they had like no marketing behind it they had that really cool trailer but yeah it just it clearly was a game that like didn't make it yeah but it was really fucking cool and it was i got it free on the epic game store yeah. And I meant to like buy it. So I bought the DLC afterwards. I tried to play the game. And like, I literally, I'm telling you, I have told 10 people who and like you're XCOM. 10 more right now on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> who liked XCOM that that game is good. And they always go, okay. And not a single fucking person has played that game. And they're just robbing themselves. Like, I don't know what else to say. It's fucking insanely good because it is just a really, really excellently balanced game. It's difficult. But it is achievable, but it's hard, and it involves, like, I would say save scumming, which you can talk about, but just, like, mm-hmm. save often and utilize your saves. Um, and it's just the resources are super strapped. Like, it feels almost Fallout-like, where you're just really low on resources all the time. It's very scrappy. And they added a really, really cool stealth element to the game that really works. And so you're, like, stealth assassinating people and having XCOM fights, and it's just excellent. Um, but... You play that, right? A couple years go by. And then you're like, fuck, I need an XCOM game in my life, dude. And so I got Midnight Suns and then returned it, which is one of the very few games I've returned. Yeah. And I wrote, like, this was too fucking cringe for me to handle. Please, God, give me my money back. And I'm sure they didn't even look at that. And I'm sure there's auto-approved. Yeah, they don't care. But Enter Phoenix Point, which we've been looking at for a while. They say it's from the people who made XCOM. And they say, you know, they advertise shit like, look, man. We've been updating this game for like two years. Like it's complete. Yeah, because I guess this is not a new game. This game out came out in 2019, mm-hmm. um, which I just made McCoy Google right before this, and I was like, oh fuck, unlucky, because 2019, as we all know, is the la- the pre-COVID year, mm-hmm. right before COVID, mm-hmm. and the uh, the 
premise of this game, I guess, is that uh, climate change has hit, the oceans have warmed, and this thing has emerged called the Pandora virus. Not true. Which is so fucking un... I mean, true. imagine releasing the ga- a game where the main thing is a Pandora virus. Like, yeah. I don't know, potentially like months before yeah. coronavirus do you hits. When, do you remember when Last of Us 2 was in like a that awkward scenario yeah, too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we played, we played Last of Us 2 like right at the beginning of the pandemic, and we're like, is this too real right now? Yeah. Um, but so anyways, there's like a global pandemic kind of thing where it's essentially like turning humans into these like mutant sea creature inspired alien type things. Mm-hmm. It's bad. There's mist. Um, and it's like spreading. And you play as this. I guess well, you're not, you don't play as one person. You play as like a faction mm-hmm. of people who are like trying to fix this shit, basically, in like a very vague sense. You're very cool. Um, and you have a bunch of soldiers and you kind of have some bases that you start with. And then you're going to obviously try and spread as the game goes on and like become very powerful and defeat this great evil, the Pandora virus. And that's the vibe of the game. Yes. And I would say like when you talk about the bases and stuff, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that definitely like drew you in was like, oh, remember when XCOM has all those meta oh systems God. going on? Yes. Which not to immediately be like, and here's a way that this game is not as good as XCOM, but XCOM famously had, I think famously had, like very much sticks out of my mind, the world's best Ooh. announcer voice Yes, for, I guess not, what do you call it? Not a announcer voice. It was the voice the, the, um, well it was the shadowy man yeah, it was like the shadowy man voice but it was so Commander. fucking yeah it was that was that okay look look <laughs> look look you heard it. that and you're like that's not that great like google it the guy says oh. commander and like it's just it hits you in it, it hits you in the soul and in other places probably like it's a very good <laughs> voice um for like this overworld kind of like management kind of part of the game yeah um and uh this this phoenix point does not have that it has a voice and it's fine so but it does i would not describe have his this voice. game if you wanted to okay i'm hesitant to describe it this way because it is accurate but i think it is leading to it not being as successful as it could be it is a lower budget version of of xcom but a spiritual successor so it improves in some ways and in other ways, it's not as much. Like, I think, like, some things about, you know, like, it doesn't have the announcer. It doesn't have the music, I, I would say. Yeah. The, dude, when you're about to launch on a mission yeah, in XCOM, you're like, fuck. launch is always really cool. Let's go. And I feel like I remember there being, like, a like a pretty cool, like, cut scene when you mm-hmm. were going into the mission and, like, you're playing mm-hmm. Winland. So this game definitely doesn't have some of, like, the bells and whistles, maybe, or, like, the, mm-hmm. the finishing polish that XCOM did or some of the other games maybe have. It's definitely a lower budget game. Yeah. But I think it looks really good. Mm-hmm. It plays really well. Like I think the things that are missing don't bother me. They don't they don't take away the game because from the game because they're not there. They just aren't there and so they don't add. Whereas like they stick out in my mind where I was like, fuck yeah, that guy's voice in XCOM or like fuck you, yeah, that that landing scene was so cool. But it doesn't bother me that they aren't in Phoenix Point, I guess. Yeah. And it's interesting because in XCOM they really did add in like a magical way like yeah the xcom as a total package is just so good in ev- from every facet adding together and this has a lot of strengths and then it doesn't have every single one of the strengths that xcom one did in terms of yeah. those little like bells and whistles they're talking about but it really has bells and whistles so like 
there is a totally competent and in fact fun and in fact yeah really deeper, fun really good and i yeah i think you're and right. evolved Mud, yeah, XCOM deeper. here mm-hmm. and we'll talk about some of that actually because that's honestly what i've been enjoying is just i've heard that it is a deeper xcom and i wanted to sort of see what iterations on the systems they could do and they've got some interesting ones for sure i think they have some really cool stuff that they've added on or like I don't know, added, added, like manipulated. I don't know what you would call it, but like they've taken some of the core systems of XCOM and the combat is still very much XCOM combat. Like if you've played XCOM, you're like, yeah, I know how to play this combat. It's turn-based. You have the same movement mechanics. Like yeah. you have the same kind of like general gun mechanics. You have some abilities that you can do, but they cost you action points to do them. You got to reload sometimes. Yeah. Um, like all of that is the same and very familiar, but then they've just changed a couple things about how the shooting and aiming works and how overwatching works. And I yes. think both of those systems that they've changed, which we can talk about, are like cool changes. They are. I think I like both of them. Me too. I I have been thoroughly enjoying the combat of this game so far. Um, it's been really interesting to see how the changes work. Let's start first with. Okay. So step one, they did address Overwatch crawling. Yes. And they did it in a really interesting way. Um, They also, so they did, okay, there's actually a bunch of subtle changes to the XCOM formula that are all over this thing that cohesively work together, I think, really well. One example is, if my memory serves me in XCOM, you could move up to half your movement and then shoot because shooting would count as two and the movement would count as two if you used half your movement. But you couldn't, like, shoot, then move. I think it was, like, shooting with, like, end your turn, I want to say. Um, I don't recall, but other one would know, people would know better than that. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure you couldn't shoot twice. I think that might have been for snipers specifically. But I don't know. I mean, someone will tell us. Someone will write in and be like, you guys are wrong about XCOM. You think you're fans, but you can't remember anything. I don't remember what it was. I and know to that s- I say, where's your fucking microphone, asshole? Yeah, um, fuck you. Just kidding. Um, no, sorry. But, no, we love you. No, don't sorry. leave. But, but Email please don't at write that at gmail.com. You're welcome, um, Zoe. I pimped the, the, the Gmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but okay, so then I'll just say this. Like, maybe it's different. Maybe it's not. Um, But you can shoot twice. If you have in action, shooting is two action points, and if you have four action points, and you don't move. You can shoot twice. Yeah, you can shoot and then move. It doesn't end your turn automatically. Mm-hmm. Like it's just more flexible in that way. Um, you can move one actions worth of distance, two actions worth of distance, three actions worth of distance, four actions worth of distance, and you can switch between weapons freely. And so, like, mm-hmm. you could shoot for two on your main gun, then move one, then shoot one for your sidearm pistol if you have it which is a one action you could so there's like a lot of like interesting sort of stuff you can do within your actions and they sort of set it up that way uh and clearly play on that but what did they do with overwatch they did something really interesting which is that in overwatch you basically create a cone Mm -hmm. of this is your line of sight and you can actually like manipulate the cone to be like a very fine line like a fine angle or it can be like a wide berth of like anything that moves in this fucking area i'm shooting it and you can also set how deep or how shallow your overwatch line is your cone is so how far out your angle is and actually i think this solves a problem of overwatch that was actually very uh, loosely talked about or lightly talked about or rarely talked about i mean to say which is in the traditional overwatch method you just turn it on and if anything moves near you they just shoot and if they move like a mile away but you can see them, you shoot and guaranteed miss. 
Mm-hmm. Just guaranteed miss. Or if you like, they're jumping out of a window, you probably miss. I mean, actually, sometimes you'd hit it. Um, I'm not sure if that affected the percentages, but you know, it's like sometimes there were good opportunities to shoot people and sometimes there weren't. So in this case, it solves that in a really elegant way where you can be like, I am overwatching, but I'm not overwatching until they enter an area that I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit them. And this is really relevant for melee creatures that are running at you. You don't want to shoot them the very first second you see a melee creature. You want to shoot them right at the last fucking seconds. You can guarantee more shots land. And so you can be like, this little thing on the ground that's going to try to like infest me, I'm going to wait until it is right there, and then I'm unloading. And that can be the way you manipulate that Overwatch. Um, or other examples, you can be like, if a motherfucker comes out this window, we blast them. Mm-hmm. So it's less powerful in the sense that you don't get to just shoot everyone all the time everywhere, but it's also much more manipulatable and focusable. Like, I want everyone to be overwatching this guy jumping out that window. And then the second he jumps out that window, everyone shoots that guy. And that's really awesome. Um, and so it does create scenarios, though, where you're sitting there going, this guy's overwatching the right side, this guy's overwatching the left side. And so then that's a little bit less powerful than both of them shooting the same person, but it does cover both angles. So it's like, it adds more strategy to it. Um, and, and honestly, it, it, it's become so strategic that sometimes you can shoot a guy, but you don't on your turn. Cause it costs two actions to shoot. You instead overwatch so that when they come closer, that's when you would have shot. So you're not shooting on your turn. You're shooting on their turn when they're closer. And that stuff is rad. So that's a really cool, um, addition. We could also talk about the free aim. Do you want to talk about the free aim? Yeah. You can free aim. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's it. Um, okay, no. Thank so you for I that think, I think, Sorry, I didn't mean to like, put you on the spot. I was just asking it. if you wanted to. No, so like, I think like re- usually one of these games, you would just hit like the shoot button and you'd be a percentage chance and you would shoot and it'd be over. Um, in this, there's almost like if you've played Fallout, it reminds me of the VATS system where you can free, you can choose to free aim and then you can kind of point and um, target a specific body part or area of these creatures and shoot that instead. So you can shoot like just their head. And if you, it'll show you when you do it sort of like with that, it's like, it'll show you, like you'll highlight it. And I'm like, Ooh, if you hit the head, they will bleed for 10 and this ability that they have, they can't do anymore. Or if you shoot the body, they'll lose 40 hit points and whatever. So each, each place has different effects. And like, for example, if you shoot um, a guy who, if you're shooting like an enemy soldier, who has a two-handed gun and you disable one of their arms, they can no longer use that two-handed gun. Yep. Um, so like, there's cool effects well. that you can do um, to disable like very specific things. So again, like, I, I think I can always like the combat, both these changes like make the combat a little bit deeper and just give you more options for how you want to play something and how you want to take out enemies or um, just be a little bit more specific. And so it's cool. We don't do it every single time because, like, you don't need to every single time focus fire something, but it is a cool option um, to have. Yeah. I I think it's a good change. It is a good change. It's just cool. So the thing about the free aim is that it, if you've ever seen a screenshot of this, we have one up, but it, it creates two circles. So how do they do percentage, right? That's what everyone does. How do you do percentage? By the way, Mutant Year Zero just does percentage. Fuck you. That's how XCOM is. Yeah, it's I mean, great. it's not a bad system. This one doesn't tell you the percentage, but there is a randomness there. But the way they do it is they give you two circles, a smaller circle and then a larger circle. And 50% of your shots go in the smaller circle. Mm-hmm. And then 50% of your shots go in the larger circle. Well, 100% of your shots are within the larger circle. True. 
50% of your shots were in the smaller well, circle. Well, okay, that's very math of you. Um, that's just what the game says. I'm just regurgitating what the game says. That's fair. No, 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 that's a fair way of describing it. It's probably better. Um, but But basically, so what this means is that you can sort of like define what you want to hit for the majority or like in your inner circle but then you kind of can like center mass it a bit or you could be like i want to lean towards these two arms or i want to lean towards like chest you know or you want to just go straight for the head and accept some misses and so you can kind of like choose how you want your randomness to kind of be distributed um, which is very cool and very useful and um the other thing i would say about the body parts is that we haven't been yeah using it too too much like for example i feel like the the sort of like the dream of these types of games is always just like yo i shot the legs on this thing and then it couldn't run at me mm -hmm. and that is true of this game so far we've been able to just kill things we're kind of in the earliest stages you know maybe 10 15 hours or something like that um so like things aren't giant right now yeah um but i think at some point that will become more and more relevant to like shoot legs out or whatever mm -hmm. um but right now what you've been what we've been noticing a lot is that like when you br so that each piece has its own armor and you can like check out what armor they're wearing and you can see it visually and you can also like look at their stat sheet and like each piece has like an effect when it's broken so like if you break the well of course if you break the arm right then they can't shoot like you said um, but if you break the chest piece then it does 40 damage right away so even though you're doing say 80 damage with your shots you'll get an extra 40 if you break the armor and then so then it, it actually incentivizes you to it's up to you of course but you know how like some games are like cripple the head and then just shoot the head more for extra damage you know what i mean so then like your shots go target head target head target head target head target head mm -hmm. and that's like a good sequence in this game actually like we've seen situations where it's like sniper breaks the like helmet or something or even like shoots the chest to like damage it. And then an assault rifle person sort of peppers them with less accuracy, but then they hit the chest, break the chest. So you break the head and break the chest, and then you get like a 50 extra damage on them because it was like 10 from the head and 40 from the chest. Meanwhile, you know, they're bleeding. Meanwhile, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's more strategy there, and I think it will become more relevant as the game goes on, but it's just cool. Um, it's cool to be able to, to notice <laughs> that, you know, you want to aim for this sort of particular part of them or you want to aim more center mass or whatever you want to do with it. Um, so that stuff is cool. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think... Oh. I think all the changes that they've made to the combat have, like, fit really seamlessly in. Like, I don't play it and I'm like... I, I think when I, we first started playing it, I was like, what the fuck is happening with Overwatch? This is so weird. And then when we started playing again today, I was like, this is completely normal. We should Overwatch this cone right over here. Like, it just quickly became... Like, this is just how we do it. Like, I think everything just fits in really well mm -hmm. and just kind of enhances the combat. I like it. I mean, I like it a lot. Yeah. The combat very much scratches, like, the XCOM combat itch for me. And again, like, a way to say, like, War Tales didn't for me. Like, I think other games we played, like, even XCOM 2, I was like, this is kind of shitty. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, this one, to me, like, really hits that this is what I want kind of area. And then it adds more like like the there are more class choices um i'm not sure if there are more classes although there might be but there are more ch choices within a class of mm -hmm. like things to upgrade whether you want to go for straight stats or you want to go for like special abilities and they have like a whole point system going on um which is interesting and cool but then they also have multi-classing 
in this. Yeah, which we haven't tried yet, but seems cool. We're like a little bit afraid. Yeah, I'm a little afraid. But you know, like, so they clearly have like more stuff. So like right now, there's already been like some hinting that one of our characters might be like a like a battle medic sniper, like a medic sniper combo. Right. Is like what they kind of look like based on what their skill tree is. And people get like random things they can and can't have. Uh, and then there's multi-classing. And so it's just, it's just interesting how they're just adding another layer on top of that. So I think they've added another layer on top of like free aiming and hitting body parts. They've added another layer on top of Overwatch. They've added another layer on top of your characters and where they can go. Um, they've added another layer on top of you have like an inventory and you have like a pouch, like a quick slot pouch, which has like three slots in it. So it's like your guns in one of it and you can piece it, put some ammo in there and you could put like a medic thing in there and anything in that small pouch you can just use for free. So you could reload for free without costing an action as long as it's from your like utility belt. And then if it's in your backpack, you essentially have to go spend an action to rummage and get that shit out. So you could have a med kit on you. But you can't immediately use it. You have to pull an action to use it out. Yeah. Or you could switch another gun. Like you could either have two guns on the fly on you. One's in your pouch, one's not. So, or you can have one in your backpack. And so you could like cost more to play. So it's just like, it's interesting how they're allowing sort of those systems to go on top. Because I've definitely seen people who are rolling around gun and pistol and magazine. Or like, for example, one person just runs gun, two magazines. Like this person is just, they're shooting and they are never stopping shooting. They can shoot every turn no matter what. And they're just doing a quick reload uh, when they need it. And yeah, so- and I feel like this is another way they added some depth on top of like an already existing X. Like I don't remember XCOM having like an inventory, not if like, I remember no. right. Like not that, like that I remember. So I think like there's a lot of ways in this game where they just like added a little bit more. I guess I want to say depth, but it is also like a little bit more that you have to think about. So like you do now have to consider that right before you go out on a mission. You got to like check everyone's pouches, check their inventory, so you didn't take anything out. What's everyone going to have? So I feel like if you're into this kind of thing, this game adds more. I could see if you weren't into this kind of thing. I don't know why you'd be playing this game or listening to this podcast, but if you weren't, I could see the extra depth being like unwanted. But I think it's cool. Yeah, I like it. I I think it may even Well, I'm just enjoying learning it right now. But I'm yeah. won- I'm wondering if it's Go ahead. I just okay, it occurred to me we hadn't said this, but I this was like one of the main things I wanted to say. Oh no. Is that we are pl- we played this game on like I've never played a demo before, but this game had the fucking greatest demo. Okay. It did have a great Which, demo. like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Like, I would wonder what it is. And, like, you're looking it up and you're like, oh, it's kind of expensive. I have no idea what this game costs. It's, it's probably fine. Just buy it. But also, it has a really cool demo on Steam where you can play for, and I'm going to get this wrong, and I tried to look it up, and I'm actually not 100% sure what it was, but it was something, like, you could play, you could, like, you had the demo for, like, 10 days, and you could play for, I want to say we played, like, 10 hours before it was like, hey, we're cutting you off, which is pretty it's a pretty big chunk to play yeah and so i think like we got the demo played the demo and by the time we hit 10 hours and a little thing popped up being like hey you're on a demo time we're like buy that thing like we were so ready to buy it we had just like but it was a really one i think we should shout out because like i feel like every game should do like this is a great system like let us play 10 hours of your game unless your game is 10 hours long like let us play like an hour i don't know work it out but (laughs) Like, it was just really nice to play what felt like a meaningful chunk of this game. And then by yeah. the time we got to the point where it was like, hey, you now have to pay money for it, we were invested and, like, ready to pay money for it. We were like, this is great. We're really enjoying this. I'm going to pay money. So, yeah. so was, I don't know. It I, was full I like game it. access. Okay. Yeah. 
for yeah again i don't really know the number so i'm just gonna trust you on that something like 10 days but we hit that cap earlier we based hit that on cap in like one day two days. two days but but it's the full game and of course if you're wondering this your save goes through when you buy so yeah. like they're they're literally just like hey try the game man don't worry about it like and so you just play the game it's it's just so simple mm -hmm. and yet so elegant it was a great way to try this game and to see if it was good and it is it's and great. we bought it and we yeah. were enjoying it and so yeah definitely shout out to that it was just it was just nice to to be able to like play the game and see <laughs> yeah and, and so people treat other games like that um by returning them all the time well yeah i think on steam if you've played less than two hours of a game you can just return it for mm -hmm. any reason i'm pretty sure that's true because i have i i have i don't know if i want to say i have poor taste in games i have um, a hard time choosing games for myself maybe is what it is and like i will frequently buy a game and be like this is the worst game i've ever played and then have to return it um yeah because i think i just don't know what i like i don't really know <laughs> that's a, that's a problem for me to work on but it was really nice to be able to play this for 10 hours and just like no yeah i mean it, it's it just feels in a world of such like anti-consumer practices yeah it just feels so pro-consumer like, to be like nice here man practice. try the game if you like it buy it if you don't all good yeah i think i had also heard and i don't know how true it is but i feel like you were telling me before that like this game released and like had some issues maybe and like just wasn't maybe as well received as they wanted it to be originally mm -hmm. and it feels like i guess it, I mean, it released in 2019 so it's been th three years four years mm -hmm. something in that range mm -hmm. and they've just it's i don't know what was wrong with it then but it's great now i think like yeah. whatever problems it has it seems like they fixed it seems like they kind of kept putting effort into it yeah content updates and stuff yeah like that. there's like dlc which we have which we haven't we don't know what it is but it just it seems like a good i don't know it seems like a good developer trying to do good things like between the like demo that. and like it supporting the like actual that. game and like yeah. they just seem nice i don't know they seem like nice people yeah and you know i've read a bunch of reviews on this game because the thing is man if you read about this game like it just leaves you with this like wishy-washy like eh. and so i've been like thinking about maybe getting this game for mm -hmm. so long but like i'm enjoying it it's great it's great people so, should get it like yeah, if you like, get anything I mean, else on this podcast know. like just shut up and go download the demo for this game yeah just play a little bit see if you like it like i don't know it's like i i guess like you can exchange some of the absolute like 11 out of 10 magic that xcom was for just interesting and cool iterations on some of these formulas that make sense that are cool and are yeah. fun to play with and just a new adventure to go on yeah like, and i don't know that it has the same kind of like impact that xcom did like i remember xcom like between the commander's voice and kind of just like the vibe and the yeah. story like yeah. like the kind of i mean i think the same thing about sort of the overworld stuff that we're doing Remember the overworld stuff in XCOM feeling more like powerful and impactful than this does at least yet. I mean, we're pretty yeah. early into it. And so we haven't really had any problems with like the mist hasn't expanded and like like the population isn't super low. Like we haven't hit any like of the real big problems yet, which mm -hmm. I'm sure we will. Whereas like I remember XCOM feeling like very high stakes pretty much the whole time. Mm hmm. So I don't, maybe that's what the bells and whistles kind of did to this of like, you don't quite get that same, like what you said, like 11 out of 10, like impact, seriousness, yeah. like super badass, like we're going out there to fuck up some aliens vibes. Yeah. But 
This but is you just, get a I good think game. it's a really solid game. Yeah, you get a solid game. And I think I'm a really a solid, solid game. game is nice. It is nice. And I don't know. I don't want to say if I want to say unusual, but like certainly yeah. it's been a while since we found a really solid XCOM game and this just feels good to play. Hard agree. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. We're playing it together. It's really fun. Um, I, I would say like, you know, there's just smart stuff here that feels like it learned and cared about the XCOM formula. First of all, okay, that's another thing. The tooltips mm-hmm. are pretty good. Oh my God, these are the best tooltips that I have ever seen in a game ever. What did we okay. read? We read one. Good, no, but... they are, McCoy. When okay, else okay. have you read a tooltip and we exclaimed out loud? Oh, that's useful. Like, oh, that's how that works. Like, it, yeah. we just like, we've learned a lot from the tooltips, which I feel like is they very clearly, unusual. The people who made this game clearly played XCOM. Yeah. Loved XCOM. Yep. And wanted to make another game, improve on it, and love their own game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so it feels like you're learning its its intricacies and its new systems. And that's just an enjoyable process. And I know, like, the controls were a little different. The UI was a little different. Things were a little different, right? Your inventory, this, that, reloading. How does it work? You have to, like, pay for ammo. You have to choose how much ammo you're bringing. Like, all the sorts of stuff like that. So there's missions where you're extracting valuable resources that everyone's going light on ammo. And it's like, bitch, if you're out of ammo, just run. Um, but I don't know. I just I just like it, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, oh, that was one more thing I wanted to mention. Okay. This is something that people have modded in to certain games, I want to say, um, and some games have just come with that out, right? But one of the really subtle but really smart changes they've made to this game is that when you're moving somewhere, it shows you if you move here, you will be in line of sight with right. these people. That is a really nice just you know quality of life thing. Because everyone's like moved to the best sniper perch in existence to mm-hmm. only to realize they can't shoot the person and then just like throw their laptop out the window. Yeah. Um, and it's like snowing outside shit. That's not great. Um, but like, so this will be like, hey, you can see this person from here when you move here, if yeah. you move here. And you're like, thanks, man. So that's like a hugely helpful thing that just kind of smooths over the process and just removes that frustration and so they clearly learned that from somewhere along the way whether it was a mod or another game and so it's just nice it's just nice and i'm excited uh we all have like pretty base gear right now we found a couple guys um so far guys are really expensive to get so we're like trying to see like how we can build a second squad and we're trying to like look at different guns and we'd like to upgrade stuff um but we're kind of all on base gear right now but but we're just vibing so it just feels like a good game. It you does. Know, it's just a good game. It's just a good game. It's there's a place in this world for a game that is not your game of the year, but that you yeah. enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what this slot is. And and I understand that telling that to someone in a world where it's like their games list is super long and they're only playing eleven out of ten game of the year contenders for their entire life. I get that, but like. If you're in a position where you just want to enjoy some XCOM game and it's like chill and fun and like just keep your saves on manage, always save at the start of every mission, um, save in the overworld, just save all the time. Also, people talk about crashes, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any crashes yet. Everything's run smooth. I mean, all XCOM games always kind of like load slowly. Do you know what I mean? Like in between turns, everything's kind of like just slow. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it. We just do a a quick 47 minute (laughs) fucking episode on it. (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like if you like xcom 
and you've wanted one of these games, or if you're just looking for like a good turn-based tactical game, I mean, I don't know, if you're looking for a good turn-based tactical game, you've probably played XCOM, because like, if not, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Go download XCOM, the original, but um, this is just a good game that feels like it was made by like a good developer who likes the people who play their games and like didn't want to screw you over and wanted to make it a nice game for you. And yeah. I feel like we should support that. I totally get that. And um, I would say along the way, Mutant Year Zero is incredible. Um, so probably play that one also. Um, you know, the XCOM world is kind of small. Yeah, there's not a ton in there. So I feel like you can just enjoy the ones you enjoy when you have the space for it. That's kind of where I'm at. Because mm-hmm. like I've looked up a bunch of lists of like, what are the best XCOM games if you like XCOM? And it's like two seconds later, they get into like fucking some JRPG that has nothing to do with XCOM. And I'm like, come on, man. Um, so yeah. Great. Side quest done. Job's done. Job's done. Dude, let's get sued. <laughs> let's not. Okay, let's end it there before we get sued. All right, fair enough.